Welcome to That's So Romantical. We are two sisters that love to discuss all the romantic things from books to movies and more. We just love talking about love. Hi, I'm Amber. And I'm Heather. We're going to do another podcast today. But first, I thought we could do a quick little update. Summer is a little more than halfway over. Amber, I'm curious to see how your summer two read list is going now. Have you strayed from your list? Because I can see on Goodreads, I can see your updates. You have some books on there that were not on your summer to read list that you've been reading. You have have strayed. strayed. I have strayed. I got distracted, which I often do. I found an author that I liked. And so, you know me, if I find an author that I want to be exploring that author and be like, okay, was this a one-shot great book or is there a pattern? Does she do more great books? And then that can be a new author that I'm looking for in my list of favorite authors. So yes, I have strayed a lot. I was, I started off strong and I read my books then I strayed. What about you? I have been very faithful to my <laughs> list, which is hard for me because I'm, I'm usually the one that's always off finding new books and wanting to try new things. And so I've been very good at just sticking to my list. I currently, I think the book I'm currently reading is not on my list, but it was a book that I had put on hold a while ago and it finally came available and I didn't want to lose, lose it. So I, I decided to read that one, but I have done really well. I've read five of my nine books that were on my list. I've decided to take off one of my books, The Zero Repeat Forever, because I, after doing some more research, found out that it's a series that's not probably not going to be finished. And I hate starting a series and then you're just kind of left hanging. So I'm going to take that one off of my list, but I've, I've had some good reads. I would say my favorite so far on my list has probably been Dance of Thieves by Thieves by Mary Pearson. That one was pretty good. It's part of a series though, and I don't think I'm going to continue on with the series, but to be honest, I've been a little bit disappointed with the books that I've read. They've been good, but they haven't been wow. So my least favorite probably was The Lord of Stardale by A.J. Lancaster. It was the fairies one. Like fairies are coming over into the human world. And it to me, it was just really slow, really kind of boring. And there was sort of a mystery. I'm not a big fan of mysteries. So that was probably my least favorite. Probably the most underwhelming one was Unchosen by Catherine Blair. It was the post-apocalyptic zombies book. And that's kind of how it was advertised. But honestly, it really wasn't a zombies book. When you think of zombies, like you think of those really epic, I think of like World War Z or it was I Am Legend, um, those zombies book that like get your heart's beating fast. And there's just like this tension there, which Unchosen just did not have that. It was a little bit disappointing. The City of Brass, which I, I labeled under historical fiction, but actually it's it ended up being quite in the realm of fantasy and, and fiction because it deals a lot with like uh, gin and ifrits and that type of thing. So there's a lot of magic involved in that one. And I ended up reading all three of that book. It was a long series. The books were long, but it was a decent read. So what of the books that you've read this year so far, Amber, or this summer have been your ups and downs, your highs and lows? So I started off 
I took one book off. And so I added another, which, so I did the seat filler by Soraya Wilson. And we've talked about Soraya Wilson. Um, yeah. If you haven't listened to that podcast, go back and listen to that podcast about Soraya Wilson. She's one of our favorite authors, clean authors. She's a fun read. So I read the seat filler. I was a little bit unsure because it was about a 24 year old girl who had a phobia of kissing. She had had a really bad kissing experience when she was younger. And so it created this anxiety in her mind about kissing. And she kind of, then it became a phobia. So she happens to be a seat filler at an award ceremony and sits next to like the top single actor of the time. And he just instantly likes her, which sometimes I have, I have kind of issues with the, with the guy instantly like he's amazing, but like you get this actor who like sees this ordinary girl who's tall and pretty and down to earth um, personality and kind of a little, maybe a little bit quirky and he just really likes her. So I always said like, is that believable? I don't know. Um, sometimes I struggle with that, but she wrote it well. There was a lot of good like conversation with them. So you can kind of see how they were, how they were hitting off and how they had some similarities and where they might actually uh, develop like a friendship slash obviously romantic relationship together but the thing that was really cool about this that book was that because it was about a girl who has a phobia of kissing it has some really good kissing scenes in it good chemistry it was still steamy because a lot of the book is like they're actually not kissing because she has that phobia of it so it still had these steamy moments it's almost like non-kissing you know, still clean, appropriate um, scenes in it. Um, I was impressed for her being able to write still really good chemistry and a steaminess without any lip locking. I actually gave it four stars. So I think that's the best one I've read out of all of my books on my list. I read one about the one that was supposed to be in Turtle Bay in Hawaii. So I was in Hawaii. I read that. That was meh. I read The Wall of Winnipeg and Me, which was pretty good. But towards the end, it kind of got graphic in some of the intimacy. There was like nothing, nothing, nothing until like the last chapter. It was like, whoa, there it all is. Honestly, I think those are the only three I read on my list. I have four more to read because I got deterred. But I found you did. I but I found some really good stories. That's okay. I'll forgive you for deterring from your list, straying. Let me say I deterred in a good direction because I found this really cute book set called Summer of First Kisses series. Okay. So how can I, how can I not read that? You know what I mean? <sighs> it's the summertime. That's and true. That's a very appropriate summer read right there. Yeah. I read that entire series, a series of four books. They're like novellas. So it's almost like one book with like these four friends and like how they all have their first kiss. It's clean. It is about girls that just graduated high school. So it is of that younger genre. I recommend that, especially if you have teenage girls that may be a little bit older because it, it is revolving around like kissing by Michelle Pennington, you know, somewhere between like three and four stars. For, for those books. So that's where I got distracted. What else did I? Oh yeah. And I did finally found the first book based off of COVID. So oh, the really? storyline is the quarantine. So I was curious oh. when books will start or shows or whatever would start like writing about this. And so I found one boy and a girl who are 
it was their senior year. So it was about seniors who are in quarantine. They're having to be quarantined together. So it's a story. Sorry about that. And it was actually really cute. And I really <laughs> like it. And I think they did a pretty good job talking about the quarantine and how it affected people in their little in their community and it affected her parents. Like her parents were stranded overseas because it happened to some people. They were on vacation and they got quarantined and they couldn't come home. So I think it really hit on a lot of those things in not too of a heavy of a way, but enough where it was like respectful of of what was happening during that time. I recommend it. What's it called? So the author is Alexandra Moody. And I have read books by her before that I really like. So I knew that I could trust her as an author. And the name of the book is Stuck With You. You know, we're talking about how we get distracted by books. Like you have this list of all these books you want to read. And then you're distracted by something else. You see something else and you go in that direction. I wonder what it is. Why do we get derailed so easily, so quickly? Is it because is it because the books, once you've already got them on your to-read list, they almost feel old? This might be a good segue into what we could talk about today, but or maybe you just find a cover that a book cover that just catches your eye and at the mood that you're in, you know, wherever you're at, it just speaks to you. And so you want to put it on your to-read list. You want it to be your next book. So maybe we could talk a little bit about covers today, book covers, some do's and don'ts and why (laughs) book covers are important. I was thinking I'm definitely a book cover person. Like, you know, you hear that, that phrase, don't judge a, judge a book by its cover, but I totally do. So you're so shallow. I know, I know. I totally am. But I mean, can you imagine though, if books didn't have covers at all, like if, if every book just had a blank cover, would you, I mean, how do you even choose a book? How would you know? You'd have to go off title. But even then, like that would be hard too, but you're right. You'd have to go off the title. You have to go off the little blurb on the back. I think people are starting to really value cover art more. Yeah, I guess you're you're absolutely right. I mean, if you go to the, you know, vintage store and you look at books from years and years ago, they don't have cover art. They're just a book with a title. They might have a little something. Nowadays, the cover is almost your very first introduction to the story. It is your first introduction to the story in most cases, because you can look at a cover and if it's a well-done cover, you kind of know what you're going to get. You know, if it's a cover with a girl and a boy on it, well, there's obviously going to be some sort of love story. I won't say obviously, but most likely there will be a love story. If there's a cover with like an animal in the background, you know, there's probably some shape shifting that's going to happen, you know, so, so the cover is really, really important. And some authors do a fantastic job. And I know it's not always the author. In fact, very rarely the author gets to choose their cover. Some some covers are really well done. Others are not. I think I think we could have a whole podcast about books. Ignore the cover books. Like I've I've told you that before. Like Amber, you have to read this book. Just ignore the cover. Yes, I have a book series. I tell my friends like read this. Ignore the cover. Like really, I don't even want them to see the cover because I feel like they won't even start. They won't even open it. But there's also cover art trends or styles. And then it's interesting when books have been out long enough that their cover art changes. 
it gets revised. Have you have you seen that? Gets updated, yeah. Updated. I think also if the book's a new version, it'll they'll change the cover art. And it's you interesting, know. different countries have different covers. That's true. When we were girls, <laughs> do you remember going to the bookstore? <laughs> we would go to the romance section. And when we were young, they didn't really have a young adult section. They had a little teeny tiny, like one bookshelf that was maybe for young adults or teens. But yeah. we didn't always, I didn't always read those books back then, but we would go to the aisle that had all of those sleazy covers. The bodice ripping. The bodice ripping <laughs> books. And we used to pick out who was who. So I always wanted to be the beautiful brunette you were always the pretty blonde and we would look at the dresses we did do that we'd pick out the dress that we wanted to have probably (laughs) the guy that we thought was attractive I think we were more concerned about the dress we were wearing than I think you're right (laughs) (laughs) what our hair looked like yes and honestly I don't really I think a lot of those front covers book covers had like the Fabio guy oh you know, gosh long hair, blonde hair I never really understood that. I don't care how good my hair looked or what kind of dress I'm wearing I'm not going to be showing up with Fabio so I'm pretty bad no you know so nowadays I feel like because Fabio had like the long blonde hair I feel like now the guy crush is always like the tall dark and handsome guy I thought know. it was always that way. Really? I mean, that's what, so? what's where the phrase comes from, don't you think? Tall, dark, yeah, and handsome. But, oh my gosh, so many of those books had the blonde Fabio with the shoulder-length hair. Maybe not all of them did, but a lot of them did. Yes, and because then you think of, like, He-Man. He-Man was, was, had, like, kind of longish blonde hair, and he was really buff. But then you think of Superman, and he was a tall, dark-haired. Yeah. buff so and then you think of Thor and Thor is like the blonde with it's true so I guess it's kind of both of them it's just maybe through I, all, all ages yeah I just prefer the tall dark-haired guys I've always been a I've always preferred the tall dark-haired guy so does eye color ever like do you have a preference for eye color your husband has blue eyes yes I've always preferred yeah. blue eyes but then I remember being younger and seeing like a really cute, like brown eyed actor. And I'd be like, okay, brown eyes are cute too. Cause he has brown <laughs> eyes. <laughs> but I think I was more drawn to blue eyes. What about you? You have brown um, eyes. I have brown eyes. But your husband um, is blue. You, you said that my color of my eyes was the color of poop. Okay. Well, Heather, <laughs> you also said my butt was big. Okay. Sometimes we said things to each yeah. other that were not nice. You That's said what I was sisters too. Sometimes you said my butt was big and I was fat. Okay, so I feel Sorry. like your insult is worse than mine. I okay. think so. I, I'm the worst sister. I'm sorry. I apologize. But you're probably like ten. I was so I like ten. No idea what I was saying. I was just trying to think of like the worst possible insult to give you, because you were always better at everything like your barbies were always richer than mine <laughs> we've had the better jobs <laughs> you so could have just hard- th- changed the storyline heather just had to speak up anyway back to covers what are some do's and don'ts for you with covers 
I don't know if I have a do and don't on covers. Yes, you do. I do? Yes, you don't like it. Well, you used to. You used to not like it when it shows, like, their faces. Oh, like actual people? Yes. Yeah, but sometimes it's, I've discovered that's actually kind of helpful sometimes. It can be, but also it can also kind of not be helpful. So give me give me instances of when it's helpful. Okay, so this last book I just read, the one we're stuck together, it's the guy and the girl in the front cover. She's talking about how, how good looking he is. And so the guy on the front cover was really cute. So instantly I was like, that's perfect. It's harder. I think when it's a girl's perspective, first person perspective, I think you get less of an idea of what the girl looks like because she's not really talking about herself. Like I have this colored hair and I look like this. So I have a really hard time to like, well, girl, you need to tell me what you look like because I want to picture you too. So on this one, and she was pretty, she just, um, she was just naturally pretty. And when this one, what are you talking about? Which book are you talking about? This is the stuck with you. Oh, stuck with you. Okay. And so it had her on the front cover and the girl on the front cover was naturally pretty. So I was able to be like perfect. So I could picture her really well. So that made it very easy for me. Whoever created the cover casted them really well. And I looked at them and I imprinted in my mind and then I could picture them through the rest of the story. Okay. So if the people on the front cover are attractive and they kind of fit the characters in the book you're okay with that yes I read a book before where the character on the front cover did not match the description of the person in the book does that make sense so you go into the book thinking they have this type of hair color because that's the picture but when I was reading it they described it differently and it bothered me so much that that there's that inconsistency there I personally would prefer for my books not to have the faces on the cover or I mean it's okay if they have like a maybe a silhouette or a back view or just like a hint of the person but I prefer for them not to have people on the front covers of their books I kind of like to create my own person in my mind as I'm reading the book I like to develop them in my brain but you're yeah. right. Like you said, like sometimes having the front cover does just sort of help, help you along in that. And I think the trend is, especially in young, young adult, is to not have anyone on the front. It's like pictures of like a symbol or it's art. You don't have people on there. I like those cute little covers where it's just like leaves or flowers or doesn't actually have people on it. I do too. But it is also pretty when there's a, on the cover and a girl sitting there in a really pretty dress. I just want to read those oh, books yeah. of girls in pretty dresses. I totally have picked up books just because of the dress on the front cover. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the trend of the cartoon thing happening? Like okay, they don't have faces. So, there's just a silhouette and they have like hair color. Okay. Well, there's good and bad with that. Like, I think the good is that you know what kind of book you're going to get because those are usually the rom-com books. And at first I was kind of like, oh, I don't know. That just seems like kind of a cheap way to do a book cover. There's, there wasn't anything like beautiful about it. It was more just like a cutesy little thing. But now I, I'm, I'm kind of okay with it. I don't mind it so much. Maybe, and that's partially because I've read one or two of them that I ended up liking so I'm okay with it. How about you? Samers. I, for a long time, did not. I ignored those books. I was like, no. And then I read one and I was like, oh, okay, it's fine. I read a couple of series actually recently 
that had that style, like the the silhouette cartoon. Well, I definitely prefer that to like uh, a naked man on the front cover. <laughs> I do not. Oh my gosh! Want to see that? I'm not uh, gonna read that book. Please put those away. I know, but the thing um, is, like, I have read some of those books where I'm just like, man, you need to button up your jeans. You need to button them up. <laughs> Wish I could, like, on my Kindle or whatever, like, not see that cover. You need Grandma's little <laughs> Kindle version of a book cover. I do need to stamp over it because it is pretty racy. Like, if my boys see it, they would have some question marks for sure. Well, yeah, I'm. our Kindles are all connected in my house, so... Any books I download, Joel can see and Emery can see. But I'm usually not downloading those types of books. At least with those books, though, you know what you see is what you get. So if you see a guy on the front cover with no clothes on, you're going to probably, it's probably going to be a pretty racy read. Yeah, um, true. I pretty much avoid all books that have some sort of animal in the back cover. I'm just not a shape shifter type of person, like with the bear in the background or the wolf howling at the moon. No, I don't typically pick those books. Let's see. What else do I avoid? Or, you know, if there's a girl half dressed on the cover, do I don't do a lot of urban fantasy. And it seems like a lot of urban fantasy has like the girl in her tight jeans and her little tank top holding her ball of fire. (laughs) I typically don't. So there's a book series that, that you and I read years ago. I really liked it. It's a young adult book and it's a fantasy and the cover it's not hideous doesn't have animals on it. <laughs> so this probably is the worst cover book that I actually, I think I own this book. I loved this series. It has some prequels. So I tell people when they read it, start at the very, very first one and you could read it all the way through. Like you can read the prequels and just read it in order or you can read the main ones and then go back and read the prequels. Jody Meadows is the author the orphan queen the covers get progressively worse but but there's one where it's called the mirror king i mean it's all sorts of cheese i mean it's just like it's so bad they're on a bridge and the bridge looks weird and there's a castle and they have like these flowy glowing like <laughs> capes i'm looking at right now on. it's just and i tell people i'm like please just ignore the cover the prequels are fine. They just show like a sword or whatever, which is fine. But the, I mean, that the Mirror King is probably the cheesiest cover of all the books I've ever read. And I actually really like that series. Okay. So I don't know if that's partially why I didn't read. I read the first book and I really liked the first book. And I don't know why it didn't continue on. I'll have to put that on my list of, of books to read. However, yeah, it, this... This very detailed and and um, a lot happening on the cover ended up being quite helpful for me because I could go back and I'd be like, oh, that's what their castle looks like. And, oh, that's yeah. what the bridge looks like. And so it was kind of helpful that there was a lot happening on this cover. The more simple the cover, sometimes the better. So in that case, yeah. you should not judge the book by its cover because it ended up being a really good series. And Heather, you should give it a chance. Okay, I will. Well, I do remember really loving that first book, but I had read it before the book two had been written and I was going to have to wait forever. And then by the time book two came out, I had forgotten what was in book one. So I think that's partially why I should just start at the very beginning and just yeah. just read those. Start at the very, very beginning. I need to have like a Goodreads bookshelf that says that's I-T-C, ignore the cover books. <laughs> 
Well, Source Quest is another one where I told you just completely ignore the cover. It's another one where there's a picture of a girl on there. It just there's something cheesy about it, and it was it's a type of book I would just not pick up because of the cover. For some reason, I did. I don't know why I did, and I'm glad I did. It was a good. It was a really good read. We'll have to uh, make a list of our ignore the cover books, books that we really enjoyed but have horrible covers. Most of my books have really good covers because I I do tend to pick out books with pretty covers, but not all of them. I do happen to like books that have like just a crown or something on the front because I like to read books about royalty. I do like the Cruel Prince covers with the crown. I think that one's pretty. And I do like the selection series with the dresses. That one does have pretty covers. Uh, I think Caravel, that series is pretty with the writing and the different symbols and the colors. I think that one's pretty. So those are probably among my top favorite covers. Yeah, I probably would pick a a book cover that has maybe a pretty dress on it. I am drawn to the dresses. There was another book that I read that I loved the front cover, but the book was not good. That's always the worst. I I feel like that's almost worse than having a book with an ugly cover. The cover pulls you in, the pretty cover pulls you in, and then you're just so disappointed in the the, uh, story. It's just, it's unfortunate. Very disappointing. Yeah, and I've picked up books because the, the couple on the front cover, I thought they were cute. I don't know what the story was about. I didn't care what the story was about. They just were a cute couple. I think Colleen Hoover has pretty covers. They kind of vary. Mm-hmm. Like she has a lot of art. Um, I think Adrienne Young has really pretty covers. She wrote Sky in the Deep, The Girl that She Gave Back, Fable. The Lex series by Anna Goberson. The dresses oh, yeah. on there. Oh, gosh. Oh, are- that, that might be my favorite of dresses. So the question is, if you were to write a book, mm-hmm. have you thought about like what your cover would look like? I would want it to be something similar to um, The Lord of Stariel, which was one of my summer reads I did not love, but it just, it has some pretty flowers and vines. It doesn't have any people on it. Covers are super important. They're not everything, but I'm totally, I'm totally drawn in by covers. I totally judge a book by its cover. All right. So I think... I'm going to get back on track, pick a book on my summer list. I'm finishing up one of my tangent books so I can hit those, hit those goals and get those, get those finished before summer. Get those finished before summer. What about you? Um, I've been staying on track pretty well. And I'm really excited because my next, well, maybe my next summer read book is by one of my favorite authors, Amy Harmon. She just released The Second Blind Sun on Kindle Unlimited. And so that's waiting for me on my Kindle. Um, And after that, I think I only have like one or two more left on my summer read list and I will be all done. I mean, is there going to be a prize for like who actually finishes all their books on the, on the list? (laughs) We have whoever finishes first, the other has to buy them a book. Make it. Oh, that makes it interesting. There we go. All right. That was fun. Um, That was fun kind of all over the place but hey sometimes that's that's the way we roll that's the way we roll we don't think linear all right amber we'll have a fun reading your summer list you too talk to you later okay talk to you later bye bye